301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here on a Thursday morning. I'm going to be bolting in the 11 o'clock. I got a long drive to Hamilton, which looks like it's going to be about a half hour longer than expected, at least so far this morning. Well, if you've got to leave earlier, uh, obviously you should take command of that situation. (laughs) Um, Hey, I like that. Take command. I heard Ron bust that out yesterday, too, that uh, something about I forgot what reference he was making. I think about a quarterback taking command or something. Yeah, it's I, I genius don't. marketing on I his don't know. part. I mean, you know, like here's the thing that I would love to just start out this hour with before we go any further and before we get to the calls. And we have eight lines lit, so we'll get to them in just a sec. Please, please, please make this offseason nothing about marketing. Please make it about improving the football operation and focusing on that. However you've got to do that, I know that's hard to do. I know that's not the job of Jason Wright. I know the marketing department has to exist. I got it. I know you got to sell tickets. I know you got to get people for burgundy and gold clubs and this, that, and the other thing. I got it. I got it. I got it. I, I don't want to hear anything about shields, pigs, hogs, uniform colors, uniform apparel, mannequins, uh, tribute. I, I don't want to hear any of it. By the I, way. I'm, I, like, like, I'm sorry, Major Tutty could like go poof <laughs> just just disappear in thin air and nobody should care i had to laugh you know why because i was going back through some of my pictures from football season mm-hmm. uh for navy and i'm like god i've seen this mascot somewhere before <sighs> okay i'm sitting there going man i've seen this mascot literally somewhere before this just in a different costume right and i finally found it when we were down at uh, east carolina one of the great grocery stores down there is called Piggly Wiggly. Ah, yes. And this, this mascot looked exactly like the Piggly Wiggly mascot, just in a different costume. Yes. I was I, like, oh. I love that. I forgot about Piggly Wiggly. I think, uh, I, think I, I, I think there's one in Florida near my family in Florida, uh, which is, uh, I, I think, I don't know if I've ever been in a Piggly Wiggly. No, but I, I think I have. You get you, you got something on Piggly Wiggly? Yeah, they're kind of like giants. You, no, I mean, they're, they're they're. Is it a supermarket or a yes. convenience store? Yeah, no, it's a supermarket. Oh, it is a supermarket. Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. it was a convenience store. Okay, That's maybe a I maybe I screwed up on that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly, but I know I've seen them. But you're right. I mean. uh and did you see already that the lawyer for the O-Line Entertainment LLC, i.e. The, the the group of the hogs that are suing the commanders or, threaten, or threatening litigation or whatever, that they said if they indeed went through with hogs, which they sort of did, I guess, on Sunday, and they introduced a hog, <clears throat> Major Tutty, okay, <laughs> That that would be included or rolled in or added or an addendum to the potential fra- trademark lit- I mean, uh, by the Pedro. way, I'd ne- I'd never and, and look, I've been in football for years. I'm in. How many hogs have you? How many hogs have you dealt with there, pal? Uh, not many. <laughs> um, but not, I've never i I'd, I'd never heard the word tutty until yeah. This thing. Oh, I've I've called I've called touchdowns, Tutty. Really? You you forget that uh, our former afternoon drive host over on 106.7 The Fan used to make fun of me all the time for tutties because oh, okay. I said you know if so and so you know scores a couple of tutties what that's fine yeah uh, I've heard that before so that's I knew immediately when they came out with that 
what the inference was? Tutty touchdown. How how ironic is it that a team that can't? Well, how ironic is it that a team that can't score touchdowns named their freaking mascot Tutty? Yeah, should have been Commander Sly, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, but I mean, first of all, how do you not call him Commander Tutty? I mean, if we're trying to enhance the brand and and drive that moniker home, I mean, I guess the major part. I mean, you you know what? To your point, to the original point that you were making here at the beginning of all this, uh-huh. I don't want Ron to have to be involved or whoever the coach is, general manager, whatever. I don't want them to have to be involved in any branding yeah. and you know selling that stuff. I just want them to sell football. I hope Ron is, I mean, after the name and logo fiasco, and make no mistake about it, it was a fiasco. Building up to it, executing it, post-execution of it, it was a fiasco. I hope... Ron said, "You know what? I've done my part here. I'm I'm out. I, I, I'm out, guys. I've got to yeah. watch 150 guys on film instead of 100 guys on film because that's what he told us last year that he watched a lot more film on, on on draft than than the normal top 100 prospects. I hope from here on out, no matter what happens with the ownership situation, again, I don't want to hear a damn thing about shoes, sneakers, apparel lines, mannequins, uniforms, uh, tributes." Uh, shields, years, uh, logos, colors, teams. I, I, I don't care about any of it. None of it. None of it. Please, please find a way to win more football games. And you know what, Jason? I will say this to Jason and the marketing people. If indeed a sale goes through, your job is going to get 10,000 times easier. It's going to get 10,000 times easier. If, people, well, if people it, are going to. Assuming that gonna, they keep their jobs. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, like I and I like all of those people. I mean, I run into Joe Maloney all the time. Joe, you know, like Joe listens to the show, and I mean, Joe's a good guy. And Joe's been, I mean, you look, know, Joe's been, look, they Joe's made been some, good mis- to us. Uh, J- you know, Jason. I ran into him the other night. I mean, Jason's a great. I mean, like, like there are some good people there, some good people. Now they've made some mistakes. They've done some things that nobody agrees with. I think they've been absolutely buried in the sheer amount of chaos that they've had to endure. They've made some mistakes. There's no doubt about that, but they're good people. I hope that they have an opportunity to be given a chance. And you know what? Listen, when we talk about progress for the football organization, I I think we can compare it like this too. You know, when you look at Ron, Okay, Ron is not as good of a football coach as people were hoping for him to be. That is clear and obvious. But Ron is a good person who tries, I think, to do things the right way. It may not work out. It may frustrate a lot of people, but I think he tries to do things the right way. And when you are looking at the Ron Rivera tenure, through three years. Clearly, it has not been good enough on the field. But I do think it is fair to say Ron has made progress as well. And I know that is against what everybody else is going to say. No, no, no. He's incompetent. He's a fool. He's terrible. He's this. He's that. Listen, I'm not saying that he has been a great head football coach or a great personnel guy. But he has. They have. They have done some good things personnel-wise. Not enough. They've made some mistakes. They've done. They've restored to some degree, to some degree, the moral fiber, the um, 
what do you call it, the culture of the building to some degree. Not enough, Gotta but start to some football degree. Games, and guess what? I, no, I understand. And guess what? Your division, by the way. I understand. Your division, by the way, is getting tougher. Yes. It's not going to get no, easier. Well, that's why I Philadelphia's say. Philadelphia's got amazing right. draft picks coming up to enhance a team that's got 13 wins already. No, I understand. Giants are ahead of it, schedule. It does not look good. I, I, I'm totally with you. But, Pete, do you, does that make sense? Like, Yes, yes. But the organization made some progress this year, I, I believe. Not enough. Some. Okay, we identified those areas. Ron himself, is. He, listen, he's not an incompetent fool like a lot of fans think. He's not a bad person by you know in any way. Is he good enough? No. Is he a good enough coach? No. Is he a good enough at personnel evaluation? No. Is he good enough general manager, Grand Poobah? Czar of football? No. All of that is no. But that doesn't mean he's an incompetent fool. That doesn't mean he's a idiot. That doesn't mean he's a jack-in-the-box. That doesn't mean he's a human dipstick. That doesn't mean any of that. And in some ways, in some ways, again, the culture has improved. The talent and depth has improved. The overall operation has improved. In some ways, Ron has made progress year to year to year, even though he has not been able to solve the quarterback situation and even though he is mysterious in a lot of his wishy-washy ways. And I know that's going to rub people the wrong way. I got it. I understand that. I'm not holding water for Ron. I don't really talk. The last time I talked to Ron was in November sometime. I don't text Ron for information. I don't care about information. I don't care about any of that. The last time I texted him was when his mom passed. I, you know, like we're not friends. I, I don't pretend to be friends. I'm not an insider. None of that stuff. I hear a lot of things. It's just not holding water like Ian Rappaport does and Jeremy Fowler does for Ron Rivera. I don't hold water for anybody. Okay. This is my honest evaluation. My, It's okay to say somebody's not good enough, but yet they've also made some progress in areas. Just like the team, I also believe Ron, the head coach, Ron, the President of football operations, Ron, the, the the czar of football here in Washington, has made some progress. They, you can have that symbi- symbiotic relationship, behavior, what have you, while fully acknowledging it's not good enough, and it's not, and it's, and and, and that there's been some failure, and and that is clear. You can have both. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Let's get to your opinions. All eight lines are lit. If you get a busy signal, keep trying. It's not your phone. It's because people love us. Let's go to line one. Robert and Rustin gets us started on a Thursday morning. What's up, Robert? Robert. Oh, poor Robert. He hold he held on for an hour. Let's put him back on hold. See if uh, Maddie could get him. Let's go to line two. Mike in Rockville. What's up, Mike? Hello, Mike. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, look, um, I don't agree with uh, your evaluation just now, you know, uh, about Ron, because I believe that Ron should be doing a whole lot better than what he's doing, actually. He made bad, bad decisions and smell. Uh, you know, and um, for example, I had a Kev Carter. He needed a punt return. He needed a, a, a kickoff and punt returner. And I would have kept Carter. And, and other players that he got rid of, he should have kept. And that's why he's in that position. I had them winning 10 games this year. So I don't think he made any progress. I think he's just in the same position as when he probably came here. And and, and that's what I would say, man. Um, Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Thanks, no, Mike. I, mean, I think, again, 
Yes. I, look, I mean, Mike, I had them winning 10 games too, okay? And as you, if you watch that team play, you realized, hey, they weren't far off from winning 10. Mm-hmm. They were also a couple of bad breaks away from winning five. Yeah. Okay? So there's, you know, I mean, that's – that, that's life in the NFL. A couple of breaks either way every year. You see this with a lot of teams. A couple of breaks one way enables the team to jump up. I mean, look at Detroit. You know, who had Detroit winning this many games this year competing for a playoff spot? Not many. Who had the Packers sucking the way they did uh, through the first, you know, just over half the season? Uh, now, finally, it seems as if they've got that ship righted a little bit, and now they're posing a threat of some sorts headed into the playoffs because they're playing their best football right now. Who Tom Brady sitting here at 8-8 eight and eight after 16 games? Okay, I mean, we're sitting there figuring out, well, you know, Todd Bowles probably uh, may be out. Tom Brady may be retiring uh, because they look, you know, they looked putrid for a while there. And and, not, and look, I mean, their, their performance last week was unbelievable. I mean, Brady and Evans found, um, you know, a little continuity and they made some plays. But, I mean, do we know if that's going to continue? Who knows? But, you know, we've all thought Philadelphia was going to be good. They've won 13. Nobody saw the Giants coming like this with Dable, even though I told you Dable was going to be you good. Were, even, you, you were very positive about that. I, and I, I was didn't even ch- think it was, was going to be too. that fast. I just didn't think they would have enough to right. get to where they but are. look at what they did. There wasn't a Giant fan in existence mm-hmm. and many NFL pundits in existence that saw Brian making this kind of progress with Daniel Jones, okay? Daniel Jones looks like a guy you'd want now as your quarterback, and they didn't. They don't even have anything res- resembling Terry, Jahan, Curtis, Diami, or Cam. Mm-hmm. They got none of that there. So imagine what happens now when they go get him a skill guy or two this offseason. That's going to make them even better. So that's what good coaching is can do for you. Good player development can do for you. Let's go to line three. Marvin's in D.C. What's up, Marvin? Hey, uh, I just wanted to chime in on this uh, topic about if we made progress or not. Well, first of all, I want to say, hey, I love you guys, man. I listen to you almost every day. Marvin, thank uh, you. While I'm on the road. You guys make my days so much funny, so much funnier, man. Like I swear, I'm always laughing at the little side jokes and stuff like that that you guys got going on. No, thank Anyways, you, Marvin. That may, uh, I, I mean, I, let me just before you go the rest of your phone call. I think I think I can speak for the three of us. Uh, that means a lot because we we try and keep the. I mean, listen, we talk a lot of hardcore sports, but we also try and keep it fun and light and whatever. And we want to make people laugh, smile, feel welcomed, all that stuff. So we appreciate uh, that very much. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys. I mean, you guys make it fun to listen to. It's not something that's just black and white. You add color to it, so I appreciate it. Um, but I want to say, I, I feel like I agree with you, um, Chris. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, we have progressed in terms of, uh, you know, key positions, I guess, in the uh, within the team, like you said, the receiver core. I mean, with Dotson, I mean, obviously, that's a big upgrade. Uh, the running back. I mean, Brian Brian Robinson ha, has mm-hmm. been spectacular for us, given that he was shot and really had, like, a slim chance of being able to even play football again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like in that aspect, for sure, I mean, we, we, we definitely progress. I want to say that uh, with the expectations thing, I mean, we kind of did, oh, like, over it. 
I guess, exceed expectations a little bit because we even had some people, like some analysts on certain, um, I don't I don't remember if it was like ESPN or something like that, that had us going, like winning three games or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just absurd to me in the in the offseason. They, they had us winning three games. Like what? You know, but I don't know, man. Overall, as an organization, obviously, we're not going anywhere as long as you know who is, is up there. Uh, but in terms of the team and Ron Rivera and how far he's taken us, I think we have progressed because I, I don't think anyone had us even being in playoff contention. You know what I mean? Especially in the beginning of the season, you know. But uh, yeah, as far as far as the the, the, the skill positions, you know, we, we still need to build that O line up. I feel like a good, a really solid, like speedy linebacker, and then just one good cornerback away from just being like on all like like firing on all cylinders on defense there but i appreciate you guys for taking my call that's all i got for today thank you marvin appreciate, appreciate the kind words thank, thanks let's uh squeeze one more in here we'll stay in dc with kelly on line four what's up kelly hey kelly Hell to the Redskins, it's Telly all day man. oh tell oh telly you know, not kelly all right we, all right we got you Tellies, Paulie's, day, Paulie's twin brother. Yes. <laughs> Hail to the rip. <laughs> Hail to the W. Rufio, you are a piece of. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, I got, I got to go this, man. I, I you know, I, Ron, he, he's, he, he's, I don't want to say this regime is worse than uh, uh, Jay's, Jay's regime was, but they're right there on the same, same level. As far as progression, all right, so he had a chance to bring back future Hall of Famer and Trent, uh, Pro Bowl caliber player and serve, did not do that. We was trending on building our offensive lineup. But when you have a rookie offensive coordinator in, he wants to do it his way, sling the ball around. And, of course, you get rid of the dogs. It's actually going to approach the coach, similar to what Trent and, and AP did, and they just got rid of them folks. You get rid of them, you start from new. So now you backtracked on your on your old line. You're in the hole there. You get rid of AP, which he was paying pennies for. He was he was he was balling out here. You get rid of him. You convert uh, a, a wide receiver into a running back. You, you pick up JD McKissick. I just think people like saying his name. He ain't done nothing since he's been here. And and, and Neg Friday stumbled across Robinson, which is a beast, but you, you, it's like pulling teeth to actually use him in the game proficiently, like you should. So far as progression, that's a strong word. I just think people right here are just too used to mediocrity and used to losing that they're accepting that, man. No, man. It's going backwards. It's trending backwards, and the dude needs to go. I don't need to see him six years like we did Jake. Three is enough. Hell to the Redskins. I'll be easy, man. Appreciate you, Telly. I'll tell you what. I would say the only thing I would say here, and, and I, obviously they would never do it, I'm sure, I would love to see Jay coordinating the offense. Not as the head coach, but I would love to see Jay coordinating the offense with these skill players. That's all. I, I would love to see Jay coordinating with these skill players because I, I think offensively it would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, with those guys. But you know what, though, Chris? I think Jay would also be guilty of probably throwing too much, just like Scott Turner is. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly with what they have to work with at quarterback. But you give 
I mean, I, I, again, I go back and look at Jay's track record with Andy Dalton and the playoff bursts that they made in Cincinnati when Marvin was the head coach and Jay was coordinating the offense. Um, I mean, if you can, if, if that guy can do it with Andy Dalton and they didn't even have the skilled people then that Washington has now, um, that would be that would be an offense. I think that would be a lot, very entertaining and worth watching. I really do. So we'll see. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. More of your calls and opinions on it. You heard what Ron had to say. For those of you just joining us, you know Scott Abraham asked him yesterday. Hey, you know, you said year three is a big year. There were you the team set great expectations. Ron set great expectations, thinking, yes, this is going to be a year of significant progress for this team. And yet, here they are with a week left at seven wins again. And unfortunately, like it was in year one, seven wins, very unlucky for this team this time around. 301-230-0980. You're listening to the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Halfway home on a Thursday morning. Ron Rivera, yesterday saying, "Yeah, there, there, there has been some tangible progress with this team this year. Sure, the overall results are disappointing. Every team, at least I hope every team, builds." Uh, and opens their season trying to win a Lombardi trophy. That's what it's all about. If you're not playing for the Lombardi, if you're just playing to maybe, you know, get an extra, you know, home playoff game so you get some more gate receipts, then get out. You know, um, that that kind of ownership is losing ownership. So, you know, we're trying to win the whole thing. Great thing about football is, and the bad thing, there's great thing and the bad thing. Great thing is, we look forward to it so much because there's only, in now in this case, 17 tasty morsels. I don't, I don't believe in any of the preseason stuff, okay? I don't get excited about any of that. And, you know, only diehards who want to go sit out there with 6,000 other people, uh, you know, care about preseason games. But there are only 17 tasty morsels of this each and every year. It's not basketball where we're playing 80, baseball where we're playing 162. You know, football is only 17 games. And if you screw it up, there's very little chance to recover from it. What Green Bay has done this year, you know, is, is you know not is more the exception rather than the rule. So Washington was in the driver's seat. Washington's collapse is now Green Bay's game. So, you know, again, is there tangible progress? Have you seen it? 301-230-0980. We'll go to line five. Jason, our man Jason in Omaha. We haven't heard from him in a while listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Jason? Happy New Year, fellas. What's Same up, my workout in, Listen to y'all. I appreciate you, Bell. How Happy New Year, and I uh, hope your holidays were good. Yes, it was. I hope y'all were too. Um, I just wanted to say, Chris, you're crazy. Ron Rivera's <laughs> crazy, too. So, saying that there was progress, uh, I wish I could indul- uh, indulge me for a minute. Uh, and I think one of your callers before me said it. We were in a better position with Jay Gruden. I feel like Jay Gruden, we were the same, if not worse. You know what I mean? So as far as progress, and I hear your small progresses as far as Robinson and uh, uh, developing players that they just drafted, but come on. 
there's no type of progress being made. And for the simple fact that he said that, he needs to go. And I feel I feel like he's ready to go too. You know what I mean? I, I just can't see how you can think there's progress with this team. Well, I, I, again, just, we were for three years. Yeah, j- just to provide context, though, I mean, would you agree that while admitting the obvious that they are not good enough, that the win total is not good enough, that the quarterback situation is a mess, that Ron is wishy-washy, Ron changes his mind like he changes his underwear, all of that, while we would agree with all of that, would we also be able to take a step back and say, okay, in these specific areas, and then overall in terms of culture, there is progress, running back, wide receiver, defensive no. back, none of that? We to can't admit average, that to the average fan, to the average fan. Yes, you can go ahead and admit that, but not me. Not somebody that has played on the professional level, that's been around professional coaches. You know what I mean? They they underachieve. I think I heard one of your people say that one of the analysts on one of the sports uh, channels said we were going to win three to four games. That's true. They were looking at the staff that he surrounded the players with. He looked at them getting wins, which was a uh, five steps back, if you would agree with that, and that sets your franchise back. So you can't talk about progress. You can't even go to a press conference saying, "Yeah, I feel that we have progress." Now you're beating your chest instead of letting the fans and the average football follower know, "Hey, we messed up. We messed up this year. Of course, we didn't make progress. We're the same. We're the same spot. The same record." not in the playoffs. How can he say that they made progress? And I understand what you're saying, but those are little tea leaves that, 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 you, say to your, uh, that you say to a kid that likes the football team. Okay, you don't say that to grown men, grown women that actually followed the team, saw what Jay Gruden did, or the lack thereof, and then here comes Ron. And yes, I thought he was a good defensive coordinator, um, when he was at other spots, I think San Diego, Philly, uh, the Bears. But he's not a teacher, and you can see that. He sits on the sidelines. He folds his hands. I just want to see what the meetings are like. Does he even talk in the meetings? This staff that he has, I have a high school staff that can do better than them. There's no disrespect to them, but they got to do better. Ron Rivera, I was like, how can he say there was progress? When you picked Carson Wentz, you did. You know what I mean? And and then you go back to him. It's it's just a mess. I I, I can't see it. I, I mean, you know it's, I mean? It, like, it's okay I, if we – I mean, listen, Jason, I, I respect you, obviously. You, you know, um, it, it's okay if we see things differently. I, I guess maybe I'm trying mm-hmm. to find the small pockets of optimism instead of yeah, everything being a disaster. And, and, and that's great. No, no, and that's great. I, I really do appreciate that, but I think we got to call a spade a spade. Okay, that's fine. Like, Ron that, is not fine. good enough. And saying yeah. Ron is not good enough and, and and then trying to fluffer it over and say, well, we did make progress in these positions. The same, a different coach would have made the same type of progress. It's not better that's than fair. seven wins with this roster that we have. All right. So they, I really do not believe that they maximized the talent that they had this year. Um, And then that just goes back to last offseason when they were reaching and itching for a quarterback. It's kids in the draft that can go through a progression 
as a quarterback, and you didn't have to pay Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was – I don't – I really want to know who made that decision because it really sets your franchise back because now we have seven wins. We can't go get a, a top quarterback, and I don't even think there's really that many top quarterbacks. I mean, I like Bryce Young, but he had great skill players, but it, does he read a defense? That's what we need. We need a quarterback that can read a defense – and not have a lollipop arm. And no disrespect to Taylor Heineke because I love him. Uh, he's a fighter. Football players love him, you know what I mean? Because you can see he's just under size. But he does everything right. He identifies man coverage. He goes to it. He checks it down. Now, he gets in trouble because he doesn't have the arm or, yeah, the arm talent to fit some of these balls in. And we can see that. The average fan can see that. But Ron needs to go. He really does. Right. Uh, and Jason, I liked him before he yeah. came here. I mean, look, I mean? Jason, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Happy yeah, thank New you. Year. Appreciate yes, you. Same, same to you. It's good Chris, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this from this standpoint. There's no question when you watch Ron on the sideline. Ron is more of the CEO type yeah. coach. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Absolutely. Let's look at the top guys for a minute. Reed, pretty hands on. Um, Sirianni, obviously very hands on. Kyle, Kyle, hands-on. very hands on. McCarthy, I mean, he pretty much lets it in Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn's hands. Yeah, I, I would say I, I would absolutely say if there is a comparable to Ron's kind of role slash uh, game day, uh, you know, involvement, I would say McCarthy is a probably a a good example. Okay, Mike's got twelve wins, back to back twelve win seasons mm-hmm. there. Um, trying to just look around I mean Bill I mean how about Belichick right I, I mean Bill is you know like look he turned pretty the hands off- on defense though yes but he but he also turned the offense over to Matt Patricia who's never really coached directly offense he's been a head coach obviously uh but but you know and and like I, I mean some people would say Bill's lost his fastball a little bit right uh and I would say well Tom Brady is is the reason for that? Well, that, uh, and Josh McDaniels now. Yeah, too. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, Josh was his trusted offensive yeah. deputy for years, right? I mean, I but but Bill, I think you know, I I, I think Bill in some ways took on a little bit of a maybe lesser direct involved role over the years in some ways. I, not not always. You mentioned, obviously, still, listen, he's still the head coach. He's still the general. He's still the president of football. He's still very involved in the, right. all so of point, that. My, the, the greater point that I'm making is, is I, I, to me, there's a faction of people that would say, you know, I mean, obviously O'Connell's very involved. He's got 12 mm-hmm. wins in Minnesota. He's very involved, obviously, with the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have to have the guy that's more hands-on or can, can the – the CEO model, can that work? And I guess it can, but you have to have absolutely knockout coordinators. Yeah. Well, here, here's a good example that you're probably looking for, right? What did Bruce Arians essentially become once they brought in Tom Brady? I mean, CEO, Todd Bowles was running kinda, the defense. Byron yeah. Leftwich was running the offense. But make no mistake about it, that was Tom Brady's offense, right? And Bruce – Obviously, was fiery on the sidelines, and you know was lobster red at I, I, but, times. But, but I would say, but though, Bruce I, I, was more CEO than right. than 
don't you know, be and don't be disin. I wouldn't be disingenuous to Byron either. Um, from the standpoint of, yeah, they're they're putting in concepts that Tom likes, but you know he's still taking play calls from Byron Leftwich on the sidelines, right? But and things of that. Nature. My understanding. That's, that's all I'm saying. My understanding is when Brady got there, Brady, you know, had sure. car punch sure. to sure. You know, like this is what we're gonna do now. You call it and coordinate it, but this is what we're going to do. That, that's my understanding. Yeah, maybe the same thing with Peyton Manning. Wherever yeah. Peyton was going right. to, you know, right. I mean, right. uh, Jim Moore was going to sure. go along with what Peyton had. Sure. And, uh, when Peyton went to Denver, Peyton put in his offense. Right. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But but those two guys are in a different stratosphere uh, in terms of players. Right. <laughs> you know, but so I'm just saying, I mean, if you're going to have the CEO model, and again, you, from a quality standpoint, you want a guy like Ron Rivera in your organization, mm-hmm. but your coordinators and your roster have to be, have to yeah. be bang bang ready to go. The I mean, coach top top level. The coach centric approach can work if you have everything the right way around it. Meaning a strong personnel man for a general manager, maybe that is on the same line or a little bit sub the head coach. And you have good, strong the, – the, the coach-centric approach that Dan Snyder and, and, and whatever bought into, that can work. It doesn't work if you don't have, again, strong, strong people in those other areas. It does not work, period. That has been proven time and time again. Andy Reid makes it work every year because he's got, you know, pretty darn good coordinators and he's got – you know Brett Veach. I mean, look, look. He he brought in another guy. I uh, forgot the guy's name uh, that was with him in Green Bay and John John something or other. Um, and, and and eventually they had friction, and John was out of the league. You know, I, I mean, look, look, because it wasn't working well enough. You have to have. I don't know if Marty if if the Marty party, okay. There's a Marty party in my tummy. Exactly. It, uh-huh. If the Uh-oh. Marty party is a strong enough core to surround Ron, along with the inconsistency, I'll call it, of Scott Turner, because I don't think, again, he's incompetent, the inconsistency or the ups and downs of Scott Turner, along with the spicy meatball that Jack Del Rio has always been behind the scenes, publicly, privately, what have you. I don't think the surrounding parts for this coach centric approach to work and work well are there. And, and listen, you know, to Jason's point, they're not good enough. They're not good enough in any way. They're, they're, they're good in some areas, they're not good enough in any way. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff. Period. They're not good enough. I got. I got a. I got a quick question for you after the trending, based on what you were just talking about okay. right there. Um, by the way, I just had a helicopter literally fly over the, like literally at the top of the trees over my house. I don't Ooh. know what they're doing. Maybe they're looking. Maybe they want to be on the show. May, maybe you, know? you should hop in the car, uh, plug in the remo- <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it the re- the. Um, 
the hell's the thing that we broadcast from? Access. Access. And, and start driving to Hamilton, New York, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and do the show that way. And then you could be like in Goodfellas, where the, the, the helicopters are flying above as Ray Liotta's trying to you know hide the man. stash of that's cocaine. Great, and, that's uh, such oh, a great scene. Oh, such a, I mean, such a badass movie. No I mean, doubt. I've seen that movie 150 times. Uh, but it, Still it, one it, of the best. I got a question to tie in okay. here about Scott Turner specifically. All right, let's do it. Uh, based on what you said okay. there. 301-230-0980. We see all of you out there. We are humbled by your support of this show each and every day, man. Come along with us here in the new year in 2023. Come help make our show even bigger and brighter here in the new year. Chris has a look at what's trending. All right, and we start with great news. The Buffalo Bills just announcing via a statement that the physicians at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center say DeMar Hamlin has shown, quote, remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. However, he's still critically ill, but he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact and that his lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress. That, obviously, the best news of this morning. Meanwhile, the Capitals back in action tonight as they visit the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are not very good. 11 23 and 2 off of the overtime loss in Buff uh, against Buffalo on Tuesday. Puck drop just after seven. Coverage at 645, 1067, and the Odyssey app. And this, according to the Washington Post, both Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson are, quote, very close to returning and making their season debuts. Backstrom even going further to say, I feel great and that I'm able to skate and move the way I want to. And quote terps rutgers college hoops right here on the team 980 and odyssey at six o'clock and new nationals slugger we think hope dominic smith who signed a one-year two million dollar deal said part of the reason why he signed is because the team wants him to be their everyday first baseman and that's what's trending Trying to figure out what this helicopter is doing out here, man. It, it's loud. It makes the dogs bark. I'm trying to figure out this helicopter because that means somebody could be running around in the woods. Had to go put all the locks, make sure all the doors were locked, everything like that. You just never know. Even out here in the country where we live. 301-230-0980. Me hanging around for one more segment. Then looks like we got some trouble on the road up near the Scranton Wilkesbury exit. So going to add some time to our uh, journey today. So Chris will take you through the final hour, keep him company on the phone lines, 301-230-0980. But, but Chris, I, I, have, mm-hmm. I, have, I have this question as it pertains to Scott Turner. Yes. We saw a lot of good offensive plays in this football team, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. If we give Scott Turner – Wait, wait, wait. Before you ask the question, is it possible to have some good things – but not enough good things? Uh, yes. Okay. And, and, and I'm going to set it up this way. Okay. 
if you give if you give Scott Turner an adequate what bona fide no questions asked starter at quarterback okay and i'm i'm talking i'm not even ha- i'm not even having to go Rodgers Brady is Derek Carr that guy yeah i you could you could put him in that conversation Hey, he's certainly better in terms of perception and reality, I think, yeah, I than mean, Carson you, Wentz was, right? You, you could, Yes, 100%. You could put him in that conversation, okay? Maybe Sam Howell turns out to be that guy. If you'd have drafted Kenny Pickett at right. 16 instead of, you know, Jahan Dotson, maybe you don't look as, as stout offensively. Because remember, we're looking at the offense, you're like, boy, if they'd have drafted Pickett, but remember, you wouldn't have Dotson right. if you did that. Correct. Um, so, but if you give... If you give him something that even remotely resembles Tua, Herbert, I'm talking about the guys that are on the bottom here of the fringe of the playoffs. I'm not even going into the elite level like Mahomes right. and you know, people like that. Okay, Give him somebody like Dak. Give him a competent offensive line from one tackle to the other. Mm-hmm. One that doesn't play five centers during the course of of a season. By the way, you see Keith Ismail is actually on the 49ers roster. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um uh, just just pointing that out. Um you know, doesn't have a guard that's trying to gut it out at 85% like Trey Turner is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so I mean, if you give Scott that kind of competency at quarterback and health on the offensive line week to week, are we saying the same things about Scott Turner? that some people are engaging in right now in terms of the criticism of Scott Turner? Probably not, but that's a lot to ask for, right? I I mean, it's so... Isn't it it the type of roster that we try to build? Yes, but to have a much-improved offensive line that stays healthy, much-improved in terms of talent, depth, health, along with what you have at receiver, along with what you have at running back, tight end, and to improve the quarterback and to have a defense that's sustainable, it's a lot to ask. But over three, it's not over an impossible three seasons, ask. though, they've had a chance, Chris. They've had over a, three seasons, they've, had a, they've chance, had a chance to get him there. But one would argue that, to your point, Scott has never had even what anybody reasonable – what anybody reasonable should consider anything more than above average starter. Anything more. And I mean, that's Heineke, Wentz, Alex Smith, uh, um, Fitzpatrick when he was brought here. Uh, obviously, Dwayne, you know, I, I try not to, you know, talk about him in any sort of negative light. He's never had, and you can make a strong argument, he's never had more than average and maybe average to mediocre or poor or not good enough. So, yes, to your point, we would not, I mean, if if Scott Turner had uh, Patrick Mahomes and just say the offensive line wasn't improved, it wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes the way we see him most weeks in Kansas City. But because remember, and I think you pointed this out earlier uh, this year, th- the day we took over the show was one day after he got his clock cleaned by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. 
right? Well, how did that happen? He had no offensive line. So even that wouldn't be able to overcome all the time with a yeah. phenom for a quarterback. Sure. But but would Scott Turner look better? Would he would he be able to coordinate better? Well, the criticism of him no. be as savage no. as it is Absolutely right now. That's not. all and, I'm saying. And, and and that and oh by the way, that's why this show refuses to stoop to that level and I'm proud of that because Again, you and I both understand that while there's criticism that's warranted, the the notion that he's incompetent, that he's a fool, that he's an idiot, that he's unprepared, unqualified, uh, you know, uh, just because he's, uh, you know, Norv's son and there's some, like, naked pictures of Ron or whatever that he – like, all <laughs> that stuff that fans circulate on Twitter yeah. and sometimes on the phone lines, none of that is true and none of that is even close to being true. Like, is, the, again, like the Rainers are on yeah, Greg Berhalter exactly, right now as the U.S. Exactly. national team coach. Again, is Scott Turner good enough? Pete? Hell no. Is he incompetent and a fool? Hell no. Right. He's not. Here's the, and again, my criticism of my my criticism of him is is simple. When I've got key plays to make, yes. especially in short yardage, fourth and one, my best players have to be on the field. That's fine. And, and I know he'll say, "Well, we think Antonio Gibson yeah. just as good as Brian Robinson." Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's fine. That's, you were you were talking yesterday about right. feel and touch. I think that's the best. That's way to, where he has to. Yes. In, in my mind, I agree. Based on my in my conversations with other football coaches over thirty four years of doing this, and, I, I and think I think you're that's the absolute. That's where Scott's got to make the biggest yes, improvement. I think that's the absolute number one way you should you should polish that criticism, if you will, is exactly the way you've said it. It's feel, touch, sense, whatever you want to call it. If he improves in those areas, think about this. If they improve in those areas and they upgrade somehow, some way, a little bit in talent at quarterback, a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, they could win nine games. They could possibly win ten games. Now, again, that's a lot of ifs and buts and candies and nuts. But, again, he's not incompetent. He's not a fool like so many people think he is, and I really don't know what those people are watching. 301-230-0980. Keep Rufio company over here over the final hour of the show. We're going to try and make We've got like nine to... calls, so we'll have plenty of company. We're coming to you guys. We see you. I, I, I know everybody gets frustrated with the hold times, but, you know, I mean, we've got a yeah, lot to say. Make, I mean, when you, yeah, but when, you get, when you're making points about people yeah. – I just think there's facts about those yep. people, especially if we're going to criticize them, yep. that we have to discuss and at least valid points to put out there right. about those people as you form your criticisms right. of them. And I'm not saying they're beyond, they're not beyond criticism because they, they certainly are. When right. you've only won seven games, everybody deserves some criticism right. in, in that situation. You're going to hit the road now or are you stay coming yeah, back? I'm going to hit more. the road now because okay. this thing at Scranton-Wilkes-Barre doesn't look like it's improving. Go go, go so ahead. Listen, be it's safe. It's still showing six and a half hours when it's really supposed to show about 540. So, All right. Happy birthday. You know. Be safe. Thanks. Get through it. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, yes? Or yes, you're doing You're right? You're doing the show tomorrow? Okay. I'm doing the show tomorrow. All right. Just, I mean, you're crazy, but happy birthday. I'll get home um, about 330 this morning, but I will be there bright and early tomorrow are, morning to do the radio program. You are absolutely what? bleeping yeah. nuts. All right, pal. We'll talk to happy you guys birthday. tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll head to Hamilton, New York, and uh, try to have a good day doing some basketball uh, coming up tonight. 301-230-0980. That's how you get in touch with Chris in the final hour right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.